time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, everybody? And welcome to the Gore and More podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser. And joining me is Big Johnny D. What's going on, Gore Hounds? Your killing machine himself, Bobby Amon. What's up, you fucks? And my doppelganger, Kangabanga from down on uh, Birdie King. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. That was quicker Ooh. than Bobby's last time. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> So, guys, we've got a wonderful episode for you today, Lost Boys, the Tribe. But before we get into that, you know what time it is. You've been waiting for it. That's the last laugh. So, Big Johnny D, what did you do this week? What's up? Well, uh, yesterday we dropped our fourth episode of Wake and Bake, uh, to which the beautiful gentleman below me right now uh, joined us. Uh, so, you guys should definitely go to Dubek Discussion and check that shit out. Or wait for the audio to drop and uh, obviously check it out on all the sweet audio, uh, whatever you listen to on, obviously. Can I sidebar real quick? Uh, Absolutely. Audio will be uploaded when my computer gets here. There you go. Beautiful. And uh, so head over to Newback Discussion on Facebook, watch that shit, and you'll be explained everything that was just said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, man. Other than that, it was, uh, I went out. Uh, went outside this weekend because we had some nice weather finally come in, so I definitely took advantage of that. Uh, finally started the process of opening the pool yesterday, um, which was awesome until all the water I drained out with the pump, and then it poured fucking all night long. So I was like, yeah, literally getting nowhere. <laughs> Doesn't that always make the day better? Oh, fuck me. Yeah, right. I mean, I feel I still got more out than I took in, but... Hopefully tomorrow will be a nicer day. I'm going to get right out there at the crack of dawn and just start fucking dumping that shit. Because you know what? Memorial Day is a week away, man. I got to have that shit fucking Yes, you open. do. Right? Yeah, dude. Like, And I also noticed, and I made a Facebook post about this, but as a father and an owner of a pool, I own no Hawaiian shirts whatsoever. And I feel like... <laughs> That is an issue that needs to be rectified immediately. So, oh, dude. <laughs> so hopefully by next episode, I'll be showing up with some sweet fucking Hawaiian swag. Man. Dude, see? I want to see you in a Hawaiian shirt because I got one. My wife's always been against him, man. And I'm like, need little no, I fucking love machete him. sequence ones. That would What's be that? A little hockey masks and machete sequence. Dude, they got to have Friday the 13th. Oh, shirt. yes, they do. Come on. I was going to say, they got Ghostbusters, dude. They I've got seen Star a bunch Wars. Of those. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, Star Wars fucking got everything. Though. That's true. <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> has condoms, for God's sake. Ooh. Right. Kiss. But uh, enough about me. Brody, how have you been, my brother? I've been well, mate. I've been very well. Um, yeah, just flat out working, uh, watching bulk movies, and basically talking to you guys and yeah oh being on the show uh wake and bake that was that was really awesome and thank you for having me on today so i'm super excited absolutely how about you bobby what's been going uh, down it was a good weekend it was a beautiful weekend i uh i was out on a, a date with a, a girl of course Ooh, nice. <laughs> so it was fun social distance trust me 
all that good stuff because there were cops there too. So, <laughs> gay. But, um, and then nice. also, I got up running now. My Clod Buster, the speed controller came the other day, and the bitch still fucking works after ten years. Ooh, so nice. now I got to get some uh, hop up uh, things for it. So I'll do that next week. And then um, in my little cosplay news, um, my Jason costume, I am getting rid of the clothing. I'm scrapping it and restarting. And I'm going to order everything online because the clothes I put on, I literally did a test run. Uh-huh. It looked like shit. Well, the that's clothes, not fucking helping anybody. The clothes looked like shit. The underpieces were fine, so I'm going to get the lighter gray shirt with black pants, and I'm going to do what I wanted to do, uh-huh. and then just restart that, and then I have a few other things going on for that. Other than that, been busy working and a lot of other things. TJ, give me something from your oh, end. Okay, so this week, of course, I did Wake and Bake with my co-host, the co-host, John Dransack over here looking at me so sexy. God, I could kiss you. Come here, baby. Anyway, I did a show with David Howard Thornton on Saturday for Rabbit Hole. That went really well. I did some more production work on Behind the Screams, the animated series. And then I got hired on as a line producer on a film today, which I can't talk about right now. But I will talk to you guys with after the show. I uh, yes. doing a little bit of this, doing a little bit of that. Got an email today that my laptop got delayed once again, so I don't know if I'm going to be picking it up on Friday. Fuck me. You think if you spend two grand on something, they'd be a little bit more urgent about it getting here. So two guaranteed delivery dates later, I might get it Friday. At least you're still going to get it. Yeah. Better than to say you'll get it than, than you won't. Yes. Uh, I will address the elephant in the room. Chadwick is not here. He is a... Uh, had a rather stressful week per se and wanted to take a week off, which is why we have Le Doppelganger, Kanga Banga from Na 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 joining us. Yes. Uh, this is a friendly reminder if you look up there in his right corner of his screen, that is a piece from our sponsor, Horror Costume Studios. Brody bought that part, a Jason Takes Manhattan mask from him not too long ago. Uh, it is. A splendid piece, and I think he can attest to the quality and the paint job on that bitch. Oh, yes. Yes, indeedy. I am so happy with this, and Marcio's work is amazing. Um, I remember getting it. I nearly jizzed in my pants, um, <laughs> and it sort of speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. It, Yeah, it, the attention to detail in this mask is insane. It's actually better than the movie. Um, but yeah, I need to, I needed, I'm still waiting on a part eight hock for it. Um, but I'm currently running, um, the old Jason goes to hell hock on it at the moment, which doesn't look too bad. It actually suits it, but yeah. Brody, I got a question for you. Have you, have you, have you tried that mask on yet? Yes, I have. And it fits beautifully. How does your head move in it? Cause coming from a cosplayer standpoint, I need to know these things. It fits my head really snug, like it's super tight, but it molds to it very well so I can move my neck. Plus, I've got a bald head, so I ain't ripping any hair out quick. So the that way Marcio well. makes his masks, it's the same for all of the masks he offers. Like even my part six, it fits your head perfectly and mobility is not an issue. And whenever you put a hawk on it, it's attached to your head. There's no fucking giant gaps with thin latex. You know, you don't have to stuff that shit. You know what I'm feeling? A decision yeah. has been made. 
but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Moving forward. Okay. <laughs> so onward to the show actually today. So it's episode 85. And today's film is 2008's Lost Boys, The Tribe, directed by PJ Pesci. Pesci? Pesci. Yeah. Yeah, Pesci. Also known for the soundtrack of Spy Kids 1, directing Sniper 3 and From Dusk Until Dawn 3. Also, John, he directed six episodes of the Tremors TV series. Ooh. John, we can't hear you. Give us an unplug there and then a replug in. I hope we get that deep voice. I know that'd be sexy as fuck. Oh, yes. Sugar uh, Daddy Johnny. Moving on, written by Hans Rodinoff, produced by Basil Iwanek and Philip Goldfine, starring Tad Hilgenbrink as Chris Emerson, Angus Sutherland as Shane Powers, Autumn Reeser as Nicole Emerson, Corey Feldman as Edgar Frog, Gabrielle Rose as Aunt Jillian, Sean Sippos as Kyle. Merwin Mondesir as Eric, Kyle Cassie as John, Monica Delane as Lisa, Grayston Holt as Evan Monroe, and Tom Savini as David Von Etten. Music by Nathan Barr, cinematography by Barry Dunleavy, edited by Amanda Kitpal, distributed by Warner Premiere, released July 29th, 2008, a runtime of 92 midgets, budget of $4.2 million, was not theatrically released, but was released via digital John is gone for the time being, but we'll use that opportunity. Uh, oh, John is here. Let me pull back up. Johnny D, where is my Sorry daddy? about that. Uh-oh. My shitty technical difficulties. Oh, but we're going to no pull John place. back real quick because we are going to do the trailer. Yeah, we are. Boom. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I got to mute myself. We uh, we have established this. Yes, we figured this out yesterday. So no more feed or no more uh, echo for everybody. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those good news, bad news scenario things. What do you want first? Bad news. The wine that Shane gave you the other night wasn't wine. It was blood. Your sister's a suck monkey. What he's trying to say is we're vampires. Oh, scary. No, but seriously, we're vampires. <laughs> You have to see the world the way we do. Never grow. You'll never die. And you'll never know fear again. I'm Edgar Frog, surfboard shaper and vampire hunter. The man. That's actually a really good trial. Yes. I'm surprised. (laughs) It's not bad. Shout out to uh, Gunner, Hannah, Lance. I never knew fear to begin with. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I should go get the red thing. Lance is owner by Lance is the owner of Mask by Lance, proud sponsor of Gordon Moore Podcast. Also, didn't want to tell you guys, but as of last night, I have officially commissioned new artwork 
from artist Lowen Morrison for Gormore. And I will give you guys a sneak peek of what I envisioned and the direction I gave him. So a little sidebar here. You see that little bloody VHS tape up there in the corner? Mm -hmm. That was spawned from an American Psycho scene. Ah. Okay, so the uh, direction I gave him, and I gave, I described this to Brody. So imagine being on acid, walking into a video store, and you see Bateman walk up to return said VHS tapes, and then he snaps. So the cover art will be a graphical depiction of Patrick Bateman beating somebody to death with a VHS tape, and <laughs> and but on acid, and the blood will spell out Gore and more. Interesting. Yes. That's going to be cool to see. I thought that went with the old, that kind of brought a new version of the old logo and kind of is just giving us this, holy shit. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like normal. We'll see how Lowen does over the next couple of weeks and we will be debuting that sweet artwork live on a future episode of the Going Mo podcast. So moving on with today's episode, what the fuck? Okay, plot rundown. Who wants to do this? You know, I want to hear Bobby. Or should we let Brody do it? Brody. Let's Brody do it. And no, okay. you cannot say point break with vampires. You cannot <laughs> say that. <laughs> damn it. I shouldn't have said that last night. Damn it. Yes, you can. I, you, yeah. Bobby TJ just said it, so it's already out there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> damn it. All right, plot rundown. Yeah, you got to say it. But... He's basically point break and vampires. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So the orphan and former surfer Chris Emerson and his sister Nicole Emerson moved to Luna Bay expecting to initiate a new life without housing expenses with their aunt Jillian, who was batshit crazy. But she charges rent to the siblings for a wrecked house and Chris seeks a job working as a board shaper to raise money for unsafe expenses. While in town, he meets his acquaintance, and he's also for, also for surfer Shane Powers, who invites Chris to a surfing party at night. Then the siblings unsuccessfully seek out the board shaper, vampire hunter, and frog. In his trailer, trying to find a job, Chris leaves a message for him. Guys, is they there echo on the audio? No. Not on my end. Well, on the people watching in stream. Continue. Oh, yeah, I did see Dan put that up there. Sorry. Um, they go to Shane's party and Nicole stays with Shane and drinks booze offered by him. Later, she becomes a half vampire and Edgar advises that she drank vampire blood and can only be saved if the head vampire is killed. Chris and Edgar search the hiding place of Shane and his tribe to save Nicole. Wow. All righty. I just came in my pants. Thank you, Brody. Uh, yeah. Too easy, okay? Hmm. Let's see. Gunner said, seems fine. Lance says, tiny echo. Interesting. Lance. Rigged raffles. Oh, <laughs> Rigged. Oh, shit. I love you, Lance. I love you, mate. No, man. Oh, Lance. This movie, uh, I don't know about for you guys, but this was uh, this was my first viewing, actually. Same. Uh, this is the first time I saw it. Uh, and I didn't hate it. Okay. Um, I feel like there was just 
there was always like a lot of like distaste for this film uh that was very vocal and oh, so yeah. you know already knowing that but never seeing it kind of was just like yeah you know this might suck but i was actually kind of pleasantly surprised i didn't like i said it wasn't terrible it was uh it was entertaining it's That's definitely a fun sequel yeah sure the only That's thing what... i could have said would have fixed it is uh more edgar frog yes mm. yes i agree <laughs> and more one-liners Yes. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you gave me him the whole fucking time instead of this other fucking douchebag's backstory, it would have been way better. You know what I mean? Oh shit. Yeah, this is true. He he made parts of the movie way better. Dude, the like, last 15, 20 minutes when he came in, man, that was like I was at a tech like I was like, like, yeah, this is when shit's gonna fucking get awesome. exactly. That's exactly it. And I like I'll agree with you, Johnny. The movie was fun. I went into it going, it's gonna be a fun movie but and then as i watched it i said this is fun but okay i can see where people would be like uh, yeah there's yeah, definitely and some... we'll get we'll get into that but yeah Ooh, i heard tj try to say some, or song nope no audio from you buddy can you hear me can you hear me yeah, yeah, yeah there you are. Are. Yep. Uh, am i loud no yes. you're good no you're fine Okay. Not like you're good. Uh, guys, if uh, Lance, if you could message me how the audio sounds when I talk, uh, if there's any echo, I don't know what's going on. I think the problem is, is that I'm using a tube preamp, and that fluctuates. And uh, yeah, tubes aren't a steady thing. Nice as they are, uh, there is like level variation with those. Right. Um. So TJ. You own the triple pack. I'm assuming you've seen this is uh, not your first viewing. No, this is not my first viewing. I actually really enjoy this uh, for whatever reason. Uh, I think the the movie, if you don't compare it to the first one, it stands alone very well. So this is where you guys are all going to beat me with a fucking uh, bar of soap and a sock. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know we reviewed the first one. Unfortunately, I was not able to pitch in that week. So I have never actually seen the first movie. Oh, shit. I, right. saw. I, Fuck. I saw number two before I saw the first one. Well, <laughs> the thing is, that's not a bad thing. Uh, with this triple pack, that aforementioned triple pack, right. it's not available in the States. You can only buy this overseas and region. Mm. Oh, oh, shit. That's not mm. a bad thing, though, John, because this is its own separate story. Yes, you know it doesn't I mean, have any links well, with the first, and that's kind of where I felt like I was like, as soon as I got halfway through it, I'm like, oh, I was like, you know what? I guess I really don't need to watch the first one too much. Like they kind of fill you in for the most part. The yeah. only the, the only way to watch the first one is because Kiefer's brother was the main villain in this one, right. and this actor was shit. So Kiefer, you, you <laughs> need to see Kiefer's performance for the first one. Just to see how good of a vampire he really is. Like, so he was you awesome. know that the one vampire, his name was John, the one that was like had like a hard on uh, for the main dude the whole time. Uh -huh. I felt like he looked more like fucking Kiefer Sutherland than Kiefer Sutherland's goddamn brother. Yeah, the faces <laughs> were so much closer. Well, yeah, like yeah. I, I knew his brother was supposed to be in it, but I just I didn't look it until like after I got done with the movie, and then I was just like, oh wow, I was way off. I figured it was that motherfucker. <laughs> Like Kiefer Sutherland from Twenty Four, Angus yeah, right. wants to be wants to so, wants to try to 
be so hard to be his dad, like try so hard to be his dad, like the whole fucking time. And like the director yes. really wants him to be his dad. Like the fucking angles that they shoot him up at, and then his shitty fucking acting that doesn't deliver because they're like, oh, we're gonna frame this so cinematic, and you're gonna deliver nothing. <laughs> did he have an accent? Did he have an accent? Because Santa Lucky was trying it, to put an accent uh, on. There was a hint of one it's, there, yes. So what I was kind of what I figured for that, um, because he kind of had that more old school fucking like vampire look with the long blonde hair. Yeah. So I figured they were trying to kind of give him that little bit of an accent to feel more of like an actual like Dracula esque. That was a reference but, to Bodie from Point Break. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh-huh. It wasn't was really. I was just making that up. It could be. <laughs> it could be. He was Point a surfer. Break. He had long blonde hair. He was the ringleader. Nice mm-hmm. surf at night. Yeah, yeah, surfing. Yeah, you guys could have night vision. But no, man, night vision. We have sonar. But you know what, man? Like I said, this movie wasn't. I almost kind of wish it brought a little bit more of the comedy that it had. Because I feel like, like I said, man, if they brought in Edgar Frog into it a little bit more, yes. um, I think there's a deleted scene where you get to see Corey Haim. Uh no, that was just in the normal movie. There's two de- there's two other deleted scenes as well uh, featuring Corey Haim. So did you guys see the after credit or the post credit? I, I scene? saw the uncut version, so yes. No. Okay, because I watched it on Prime. So what it had is um it had where they were meeting in a park and he was like, No more theatrics, and yeah, Corey Haim came yeah. out and he was a vampire and they led into a fight. The ex- mm-hmm. the deleted scenes uh is him and Corey Haim talking on the beach. There's two different versions of it. And Corey Haynes telling about how um, Frog's older brother, which I know he, I'm assuming he obviously got turned in the original, right? Oh, no, 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 he didn't. Or is his, because uh, I know Frog had a brother in the first one, but did he get turned or no? No, um, we, we really don't know what actually happened to him. Uh, 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 in the third movie, you get to find out what happens to his brother. Uh, okay. Well, you get uh, to know they do a flashback of them going into a mansion. And you get to see his brother get back. So, right. So what happens is uh, the two deleted scenes, it shows his brother driving a fucking, I think it's like a Chevelle or something like that, dude. But it's sweet because it's like all encased. And then he's got a computer monitor so he can see where he's driving and seeing some chick fucking heading in. So it leads it right up for the third one. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'd highly recommend the thirst. That's the I, third one. I I really want to check it out now, dude. Yeah, honestly, I check like that one out too. I'll just do what I did with Brody. I I sent Brody a compressed Blu-ray file. Uh, it was only a gigabyte via email, and he was able to download it right off of there. Uh, it looked good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. watch these films, and I mean, the cool thing about the third one is, if you guys haven't seen it yet, spoiler alert: the main fucking story is it's in a fucking uh, giant rave of vampires. Yo, okay, I gotta watch that shit. So, side note on this, I it actually kind of was perfect to watch this movie for me this week because I've also been in a weird mid two thousands vampire kick of watching the Underworld series. Yeah, (laughs) both because I just got done with Resident Evil, as you know, and I was like, "Yo, let's kick it with two thousand Sony Screen Gem shitty movies." Like, let's just keep (laughs) keep it going with it. Because I love the Underworld series, dude. They're cheesy as fuck, but I love them, dude. Like, yeah, and I mean, it just it doesn't, right? And it just kind of worked out perfectly because, like, this is literally that time frame of like 2008. That like, 
vampires weren't fucking all the twilight bullshit still yet so they're still <laughs> yeah trying to not yet ass. a couple more is more and we'll be like oh, <clears throat> this right fuck yeah oh man lance is gonna <laughs> this whole movie is i think with the fact if okay let's let's put this in context 2008 horrible year for horror okay mm. this is what 21 years after this the first film easily uh, yes yeah okay. yeah so with put this in the context with limited budget with the effects that we got the story we got I think it's a pretty solid movie. So I think this is going to be one of those movies that people aren't going to expect this score when, when we end it. Uh, I agree. This yeah, is oh, definitely that we yeah. take that into context and we base it on what we how we enjoy it today in 2020. <laughs> no, like you know what, man? Like for a straight to DVD movie. Yes. It, it was just very this well. has been better than oh, yes. some of the ones that we have covered that have been easily in theaters. Exactly. Oh, like yeah. straight up. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. was one of those movies where I'm like, this is very enjoyable. I'm surprised it didn't get the theatrical release because I think it would have done fairly well. Well, if you compare it to later uh, post 2010 films, you know, it is a lot better because everything relied heavily on jump scares and CGI after this. Oh, yes. Well, even kind of before that, and that's probably why it didn't go to theaters is because it was kind of almost all practical effects and shit still, which in like 2000s, man, if you look at any of the big AAA movies, they are really trying to encompass the CGI into the effects more than anything. That was you know? the biggest like, sale to all the, um, to everybody like, because it was right. It, yeah, but fuck that, dude. As we've always discussed in every episode that we've done, practical always is going to be better. CGI and, is good for highlight. That's it. Okay, like, uh, perfect example. Uh, midnight, ooh, yes. uh, midnight Meat Train. Yep. That wasn't a bad one. I enjoyed that. I like the CGI <laughs> blood in that. I think that's where it's acceptable because it was used in, a, in such a way where it was artistic rather than, oh my God, it looks like fucking shit. What was literally uh, the most <laughs> memorable like scene from that movie for you guys? Lizard people. See, for me, it was literally when they smashed Ted Raimi in the head with the fucking hammer. No, dude. Fucking Hillary Clinton coming on the fucking train. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Raimi was pretty goddamn good, though. So oh, I, I mean, dude, the, the ride to hell was definitely like a what? Yeah. But like, yeah, just the thing that sticks out in my head is always Ted Raimi's fucking eyeball getting like popped out. Yeah, in that slow <laughs> smash, dude. Like, oh, so good. <laughs> Oh, anyways, back to vampires. So, yes, yes, yes. But no, man, like this movie was it, it was a pleasant surprise. Yes, big uh, time. Now, do we want to get uh, any callers in here or uh, that's up to the people out there. Gunner, do you have you ever watched this film? Uh, I could give you a call and you could be on. The I think uh, he Lance? said he has not. OK, uh, hold on, uh, Lance, no. if you want to get if you want to call be on the show, let, let us think. All I have to do is uh, grab the cord off the floor, plug in the phone and uh, give you a little ring a ding. But do it, Lance. Yeah, well, I, I enjoyed this film. Had uh, oh, so do we uh, do we have any notes on this film? Today? Actually, Doppelganger Kanga Maga from Down Under actually has notes. He took what Chad did for this episode, transformed it into his own little flavor. And here it goes. Thank you so much, Chad. Give me a flight of flight. So yeah, 
bit of behind the scenes stuff for us. What do we got here? So yeah, basically, uh, Corey Haim and Cleef Elgin uh, are the only cast members, pretty much from the the original Lost Boys, to return. But obviously, those scenes were deleted. Mm. Um, before the film entered development, three ideas for a sequel to the Lost Boys were considered. One was a prequel focusing on David, Kiefer Sutherland's character, mm-hmm. and how he became a vampire. Another was titled The Lost Girls and another titled Lost Boys Devil May Cry. They don't really give us much information about them, but yeah. The Lost so, Girls one, wasn't that actually uh, Schumacher's second pitch for the uh, sequel? That's a very good question. I'm not entirely sure. Because I know Schumacher do- directed the first one, and I think... Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, the Lost Girls was his pitch, which was essentially almost the same thing. It was a motorcycle motorcycle gang of girls, vampires, blah blah blah, and going from that. And I think he actually said he was pissed that they, um, what is it, Warner Brothers went ahead with this, these sequels instead of that one. If but. they did the Lost Girls, would it be Cry Little Brother? <laughs> <laughs> It would have been interesting to see that, though. But yeah, it would have been interesting to hear a song too. <laughs> and Courtney yeah, yeah. would have sung it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you on uh, DKB? So Corey Feldman was originally uh, to reappear as Edgar Frog, but changed his mind when he was offered a larger part in the story. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Towards the beginning of the film. There's a shirtless guy playing a saxophone. Also, <laughs> yes, so um, the original film. Wait, say that again. Surely that's got. Yeah, that has to be like. I was hoping it was going to be the same dude, but obviously it's not. Okay, um, uh, sidebar, real quick. Uh, I will. I will talk to you guys that the week l- leading up to this episode, I attempted on multiple occasions to reach out to Timmy Capello the original saxophone player from Lost Boys to have him enter the show. Oh, uh, dude. Get a contact with dude. him before the show, but I will eventually do it, uh, and I will let you know that he's still playing saxophone. <laughs> Is he really? Yes. Really? <laughs> Good for him, dude. Is he still jacked as shit? Yes. <laughs> awesome. He's not, like, as jacked. Well, but yeah, dude, he's probably in his fucking... He's still yeah. active in the saxophone community. So he's yeah, the dude's probably in his 60s now. at least. Yes, yes, he is. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Dude, the fat guy reference with the saxophone was fucking great, though, because even though oh. I haven't seen the first one, I still know, obviously, cultural reference-wise, all about that, and that was fucking hilarious. Do we have a, an actor, or is that just an extra who's like... Dude, it's got to be just an extra. Maybe not. Yeah. He just found some guy who had like jack shoulders, but had this sweet fucking belly. And they're like, bro, you manhandled the saxophone for like two seconds. Yes. And he had the ponytail and everything. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yes. Dude, if that really was the original actor, I would have been mad that they didn't give him more screen time. You know what I mean? Right. Wait till you watch the first one. See how much screen time he gets, dude. Bro, I've seen that whole like I watched it on YouTube earlier because like I was just watching scenes of the first one, and that whole scene is just eighties as fuck. Hey, like, there's a uh, scenes deleted. Latex girl. Do we have yeah, a I, on latex girl, Brody? Um. Because I, I saw her mentioned right. in the cast, but I don't know what the hell they were talking about. It says. I think we that. 
I'm interested in latex girl. Uh, that sounds definitely uh, something from uh, sounds like my kind of girl. Oh yeah, Ooh, kinky. Peel off on my baby. Peel off. <laughs> Sick. Man. So the film was intended to be a remake of the original, set in a modern day with Corey Feldman, just making a cameo as a homage to the original. Okay. Yeah, right. I can't see that. Yeah, but it takes away like. The 80s vibe from the first, I think. You can't, yeah, it just, I don't think that would work for me. Yeah. Well, know. the first one they had them flying around a lot more and shit, too, right? Like, yeah. They didn't really they, do that in this one. No. And they did it really cool with the camera. Like, it's from the point of view of the vampire itself. So no, there's they, a lot of, like, yeah, trick photography. And it's cool how they did it. Yeah, oh, uh, Angus Sutherland is now a Hollywood producer. Okay. Good. Oh, really? Yes. Because he wasn't good. Also, you would also have seen Angus Sutherland and Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay the same year. Oh, yes. Oh. I do remember him in that. <laughs> he went from a vampire to being in Harold and Kumar. Wait, where? what was he in Harold and Kumar? Anton. Was he the, was he the douche guy that she was marrying? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I haven't like, watched Guantanamo Bay in a while, dude. All I can remember is the fucking dude. Your pubes look like Osama bin Laden's beard. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, while you're looking up the cast, uh, sh- look up the dude who played the geeky guy that was trying to get with uh, the sister the whole time. That motherfucker looks like Wolverine now, dude. He's fucking huge. I don't know. I can't remember his name off. Uh, I don't even know if we have a list. Probably. I think it's Grayston Holt. The fuck? How the hell do you remember that? Because I, dude, when I when we do the movies, I go through the whole like I go through every character after the fact, so I can try to remember better for the show. Dude looks and, like fucking Wolverine now. But yeah, like it was like literally the first picture <laughs> I pulled up, and I was like, "Wait, that's the dude?" I'm like, "No," <laughs> and like I had to like I was like, "Holy shit, that is the dude!" Like, oh should- yeah. Yeah, Bitten, Supernatural. Looks like he's a big TV actor. Uh, plays a lot of uh, strong male role characters. Look at that shit. Right. They were like, listen, we need a dude who's super jacked in a flannel to take it off really slow. Super jacked in a flannel. Yeah, Bobby. He's Bobby's our flannel, Bobby. our jacked flannel guy. He takes it off slowly. I'll wear a flannel next week. <laughs> takes it off slowly, and then the women start breathing a little bit heavier. You know? Next thing you know, there's a on the floor. Yeah. And- Baboom. Right? <laughs> <laughs> So what else do we got, Brody? I'm sorry. We didn't mean to steer thunder there. Oh, good, man. It, uh, Chris and Nicole share the same last name as Michael and Sam from the original. Emerson. Oh. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Both The Lost Boys and its direct video sequel, The Lost Boys, The Tribe Star, a son of Canadian actor. Oh, we already know that. Donald Sutherland's son and Keith Sutherland's brother played fucking Angus. Angus was shit. We, uh, yeah, not a fan. Um, while making the, this movie, Corey Hayne and Corey Feldman were shooting the two Corys for A and E. Oh, I remember to, that shit. Yeah. However, due to con- uh, security concerns, the camera crews for that series were not allowed to come to the set. Mm. Fucking cameraman standoff, dude. Corey was <laughs> <laughs> Corey Hayne was also having some big issues at the time of he was doing that little cameo in this. Well, what he when did he? He was uh, having 
problems I still too. When did he die? Two, it was 2009. Was it right after this? It was right after this, and then they brought out the long, third one. Yeah, because the I'm third one was sure. 2010. So I don't think he's in that one, if I'm not mistaken. No. 2010. Yeah, it wasn't Mark long had- after this movie. He was having some issues at the time. Well, we follow up on that with the next one. So the producers decided to give both Corey, Phil Mann, and Haim prominent roles for the two Coreys after it became a success. Haim's role, however, would be reduced to a brief cameo, cameo due to his drug relapse. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was it's too bad. It was big. It, it, yeah. In the two Coreys, sorry to throw you off, Brody, but in the two huh. Coreys, there is a little sequence of them shooting that scene with Corey, both of them, and you could see he is like on edge the whole time. Like he's yeah. like very fidgety. Dude, you could see that in the beach scene alone if you watch the deleted scenes on YouTube, man. He just looks like he's just not <laughs> in it. <laughs> it's sad, man, but yeah, unfortunately, but yeah. Oh well, he brought it on his. Yeah. <laughs> The film was Warner Premiere's highest-selling DVD release of 2008, performing so impressively that Warner immediately greenlit a third installment. It covered its $5 million production costs in its first three weeks of release. No shit. Wow. That's pretty impressive for direct-to-DVD. Question, what is is the highest-selling New Line Cinema uh, video release of all time? Jason goes out. That's right. That's right. Ooh. Yes. Um... That was a good guess. Uh, despite the success of the DVD, the film received poor reviews. It currently has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes based on seven <laughs> reviews with an average rating of 2.85 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Papa Dale Silva. What's up, you sexy? What up, Dale? Yeah. Oh, look, we got Lance and Dale in here. Oh, it's Studley. Yes. Um, in one alternate ending, Edgar is cleaning up after the vampire hunt when Sam Emerson knocks on his door. Sam warns him that his brother Alan is coming to settle the score. Edgar is reluctant to accept Sam's help, but Sam insists he needs it. The scene ends with vamp- vampiric Alan and a female companion driving wildly to confront Edgar. Yeah. Another. Another alternate ending is a slightly extended version of the first, but with Sam wearing black sunglasses and showing Edgar bite marks on his neck. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty all much what I've got. There wasn't really much about this film. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, with limited budget and a smaller film anyways, there's probably not going to be tons and tons of it. But Yeah, not really. Oh, we got Marcio. What's up, buddy? Marcio. Dude, we got we got everybody from we got people from four corners, man. We got Brody already here from Australia. We got Marcio Chiman in. We got a guy who said he's from the UK. Yo, we are covering. Nice. We get a lot of traffic uh, from south of the border as well. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Uh, We suck donkey penis. See, Dale, I don't remember that scene, man. I I just yeah, Uh, it is a sponsor night. It is a hot damn sponsor night. Uh, so what are we on, guys? Johnny D, you got some questions for us, you studly man. I do. Um, this one was kind of a little bit harder to come up with some questions just because I feel like a lot of it could just be uh, chalked up to some shitty acting or some things like that. <laughs> uh, 
like a lot of the questions I feel like I had would have been just like looking too deep into it. It's just like, nope, got to accept it. Um, so the first one was, uh, so did we just all watch a statutory rape? Yes. Oh, yeah. But then again, I, 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 what state are they in? And correct. Cause law. state laws, sometimes there's a weird, like five rule distance thing. Like, you're not with it yeah i don't know. yeah that's fu- it's fucked up but yeah that is true like i was just thinking as soon as she mentioned she was 17 i was like wait a minute like it was like a record stop in my head it was like uh, <laughs> wait a minute went up with like wait what gentlemen what game were they playing in their lair oh motherfucker California, California, but there's a bunch of. Uh, I think yeah. 2007, high, 2007, 2008, high game. Close. What's another time? Gears of War. Oh. They were wow. rocking hardcore Gears of War. And I know I might still be in a little wake and bake mine here, but I just was like, oh shit. That was like literally just dropped. So I thought that was pretty cool that they had that in there. Hmm. Um, I wonder see. how much they had to pay to get that in there. Right. Maybe they just snuck it in. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, they definitely had to pay. There's no way. So towards the end, um, when our main guy was fighting all the vampires and shit like that, he was starting to become more vampire. But what I was confused was, is um, Edgar said they were only half vampire until they fed. Yeah. So does that mean more of like when he means half, like half vampire, it's just not permanent yet. Like they still like, that's what I was kind of confused. Cause like, I figured they wouldn't have got the morphed face, but then even him and his sister had it by the end of it. I've so it means they're only half or whatever, because I got to tell you something, the two of them as even half vampires was really confusing because I'm mm-hmm. like, this is the only movie that I know where that term is a thing. Half vampire so yeah i'm always used to like three-quarter vampire yeah <laughs> well I'm, you know either a you, you turn listen, to a vampire or b you don't listen the only half vampire that was ever done well was blade yes <laughs> yes fuck yeah and, and those are for different reasons well yeah but that's comic man that had a lot of origin writing into it <laughs> so that, that. that was a solid backstory to describe these half vampires Right. Gentlemen, do you remember what is uh, this a question for you guys? Do you remember what's in frog juice? Yes, uh, it is whole yes. butter, garlic, and, and raw egg. Oh, raw yep. egg. Yep. Nice. Who the fuck's drinking that shit tonight? Wow. We're going to do it. Wait, listen. If Monster Mania happens, doing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to uh, get fucked up. Hell yeah, dude. Let's see. Uh, so here's a question, and I don't know if you guys noticed it maybe on your copy or whatnot. Why were some of the scenes so fuzzy? Uh, you know, and I know what you're talking about. Jules. Hi. Is Jules up here? Oh, nice. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the fuzzy scenes uh, I only noticed on were on exterior shots, and that could be stock footage. Well, the one scene I noticed it the hardest in was when he killed that first chick on the deer antlers. For some reason, when all like the gore and stuff started happening, it went like to a wicked grain filter. And I was just like, what the oh, fuck is that? You know what? Okay. 
rated and unrated versions of the film and then edited back in with restored versions of that. So ah. what we're seeing is an attempt to make it match the other film with grading and others and upscale. Okay, so I must have watched the unrated then, I'm assuming, because yeah. I had all... Because I was like, dude, the, it was, the gore and shit was cool, but I was like, yo, you were at full 1080 HD, and then all of a sudden it was just like, what the fuck is this shit? And then it goes right back to him. Like, oh, okay, what the hell is that? So I, I think what I said was, was correct. Brody, do you yeah. agree? Yes, yes, I did. 100%. All right. I didn't know if maybe it was just like a thing to kind of like cover the gore a little bit, but that does make more sense if it was edited back in and stuff. Yeah, like it's that. all practical. I mean, if Savini, uh, do you think Savini did his kill? Yes. Say yeah. Dude, he always makes his own head pops off, dude. Okay. It's fucking great. Because that fucking, I loved it. Just, just that, that, the way the, the angle the camera was like it was enough to see what he was doing and then that fucking that initial yep. oh it's oh dude listen mm. and you know what right there actually you know that's going to be covered in our questions later so i can't even <laughs> i can't even say it because that was technically the no, intro don't. um let's see do i have any more questions bah, 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 bah. so excuse me and i'm assuming this was probably just due to editing but I was wondering if you gentlemen noticed, so when they killed uh, Shane there at the end with the cross, and he finally cut his head off, he lit on fire, the cross instantly like caught on fire with it almost first, right? Why was it completely unscathed when Frog came over and then fucking pulled it out and was like, meh. Terrible editing. <laughs> Terrible editing. There's no other way. Hey, uh, who was in charge of continuity for that third act? That's right. Is that Roger again? Probably. <laughs> fucking hate it. I, I just let Roger back. He has the fucking meth addiction. See, that's the problem with hiring Roger. He sucks at continuity. Mm. That, yes, he Motherfucker. does. Motherfucker. They're like, yo, we got this. I'm assuming they filmed it first, obviously went back to the practical effects, but then never just like, wait a minute. Or their continuity guys suck. It's very possible. <laughs> Goddamn fucking Roger. Uh, but other than that, gentlemen, I think that is it for my big old questions for this episode. So unless you got any. I've got one. I've got one. Do you yeah. think Savinio's cameo was actually referenced to Sex Machine from, from Dust Till Dawn? I was Ooh. hoping yes. Probably. Because the makeup on him looks similar to also, them. How good a shape was he in? Oh, my Bro, God. Right? Uh, <laughs> I want to look like that on off of his body. I want right? to use his his his. I want to use his pecs as a luge to drink frog juice, and then do frog juice shots out of his belly button. I'm a little sad that he uh, he got ended so fastly though, or so fast. I was you know expecting I mean? him to actually be the head vampire, which would have been pretty fucking sick. Mm -hmm. That would have been cool. And he ran things as just a head. See. That would have been like, whoa. Yes. That would have yeah. fucked. That would have been the most literal thing ever. Oh. He had a little head. Oh. So shout out to uh, Mickey. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday, Mickey. Mick, Mick, Mickey. Big old 31. Yeah, can ignore his uh, profile picture. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Mickey. Uh, <laughs> Not advertising, folks. Uh, <laughs> Okay, guys. So, dude of the movie, Angus Douglas and suck a dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only because yes, Nick, he can. 
only because they put him up so many times to knock fucking acting out of the park and he was like <laughs> i'm not my dad yeah uh so i don't know i don't know um this was kind of a hard one because I mean all the vampires are try to you know they're all in their own douchey personas anyways. I would say the one who harassed Chris and his sister at the party the minute John. they walked. Oh, John! Yeah, John I could probably Dan. agree with that. John, why are you walking like you have a dick in your ass? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. No, it. I. Uh... I don't know, because even the main vampire, like, yeah, his acting was atrocious, but he wasn't necessarily, like, he wasn't even the douchiest one, you know what I mean? Like, no, he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, no, who's the douchiest? Well, yeah. Who's got the most raging, or raging mullet in the first one, obviously, you know? This, that's what this movie needed more. More, more mullets. Mullet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So what is everyone's final pick for douche? I'm going to have to go with John. 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 Yeah. I am a douche. John, Douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely am. You're so, a huge favorite kill, gentlemen. It is not cranberry sauce. No, it's I not. have two. Ooh, two. Okay, I, I will. I will do two, but I will do one yes. of my favorite and then an honorable mention. Nice. Okay. Okay. Uh, honorable mention being the Savini kill. Mm, yes. The other one being the yep. antler kill. The antler kill. Ooh, that was good. Mm-hmm. Also. Is that a Silent Night, Deadly Night callback? It... Well, wait, wait. Yeah, it could be. The first film to feature that is Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. Remember that we was... put Taya Quigley up on the fucking deer antlers? Oh, That's yes. right. Yeah. No shit. It's very well could be. Hmm. I'm just saying, guys. Bobby, right. Uh, he was getting warm. Boy, nothing gets past it. Where's, it's more like where's Bobby's remote? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Bobby, there it is. There it is. Hey. Now, where's Corey? Let's see it. Where is <laughs> Bobby's going to get a shirt for conventions and it just says, Where's my remote? That's <laughs> my new cosplay. Where's my remote? <laughs> what is that? Oh. Oh, that's a nice Magnavox. Uh, Universal. Is that a candle scent on my remote? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> um, so, actually, they were literally the same two as TJ was the Savini and the Antler. I just love the fact that. Chris and the whole time, get off me, get off me, and just impales. And he's just like this. Shout out to uh, our co host that is not here, Chad. We did get to see Asian titties, and they were lovely. we did. I, uh, I think it was, ha- I think it was half Asian, but still, Chris, I understand he's got a sister, should have fucked her in the shower, let her, let her bite him, and been done. Bobby is a opportunity. Yeah. Right, definitely would have seized that opportunity. Yeah, man, I mean, that girl was cute as hell, dude. Hey, she was, I would have been like, I'll be a vampire right here. Okay, now can we still get it on in the shower, please? (laughs) Right, (laughs) I also have to say that she did have a very nice uh, areola to nipple ratio. Uh, Mm. Very Very nice, Brody. What was your favorite kill, buddy? I'm gonna say Edgar's water balloon kill on Kyle. Yes! Oh, Thank you! Thank oh, you! Yeah. 
and he right, delivers that, that one line directly after it, and I was like, "That's badass." What's the one liner? Oh, was damn. it "Was Pop Goes the Weasel"? Yes, uh, I think that was it. Yeah, he's like, "Pop Goes the Weasel." Yeah, just like, "Yes!" What, is it? what are they screaming at the rocks to each other? Let me see your teeth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh man. Yes. You know what? I, I have to agree with Brody uh, and honorable mention, obviously to the Savini kill in the beginning, but the water balloon head explode was, that was my shit right there, dude. <laughs> I loved it. You know, so I don't think there really is one bad kill in this movie. Now that I think about it, you no, you're right. Cause you know what? Even the beach scene, when they all turn on the girls down there, even that was an awesome scene, dude. Like yeah. granted it was just basic vampire kills, but still like, Right. It was fast paced. It was gory. It was bloody. So the my third one would be that kill. Like it is. I love the two, but I forgot that one. It really is a fucking good kill. And I'm glad that they that uh, Frog even explained uh, that all vampires die differently. I don't know if that happened in the first one, obviously, because I, I have not seen it. But I'm glad he threw that in there because that would have been confusing as fuck. I'm like, wait, what is going on with the shit? <laughs> But yeah, so, the kills in the first one were just so not over the top, but they were really well thought out and played. Yes, by Dario. Yeah, <laughs> that was so cool. Uh so I think we got all our kills, gentlemen. What is your favorite scene in this movie? The ending. The ending, third act. Ending with Edward Frog. Yes, yeah. the last yeah. solid seventeen minutes. <laughs> straight up agreed agreed Agreed. that whole chase scene of when they go down into the bunker man is like that is literally when it gets turned up to 11 yeah um so and i think we're all going to probably agree on this one scene we've all mentioned it did the opening scene all hook us in absolutely it was very well done great we got Tom Savini as a vampire fucking showing off his amazing pectorals. It's a very strong open for a video fucking release. Yes. It is. And you know, go ahead, Bobby. You know what would have been cool with Tom Savini? Is his little uh, pecker gun from Dust Till Dawn. If they brought that in. Uh, I would have loved to see him come out like this. This is my beach, bitch. Bing. Right, I own all the water from here to the lighthouse. <laughs> Love it, dude. Just coming out like a motherfucker. No, it was a good, you know what? Especially for uh, one movie that everybody's kind of pooed on, and it was a direct to DVD. Popping in and seeing Tom Savini come in in literally the first fucking scene, I'm like, all right, I'm fucking in this shit. Exactly. <laughs> oh shit! Right, like anybody who's any kind of horror aficionado, man, you see Savini, you're just instantly like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> but so, so uh, yeah, best hits, hottest girl. Asian Dude. for me. Uh, that's it. She had the best hits, man. But I'm gonna say the sister I thought was the hotter. Sister is a smoke show. Oh my god, dude, she is. She, uh, yeah, she is. Yeah. I want to see her dressed oh. in a fucking pink ranger outfit. Asian tits. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sister is the hottest. Is she a pink ranger? No, but she should be. I feel like she should. I be honestly look- think she should be. Yeah. She, I feel like she would have fit that role perfectly, dude. Like, she's been in something I've seen before, but I just don't know what the fuck it is. That, that is a very, is it Nicole? Yes, yes. She is just, mm. yeah. It's good mood. She's good mood food. That's exactly I mean, all, it. 
all the women are pretty good in this. They're all pretty good looking in this. Honestly. It's good mood food. And, and that Asian vampire chick in the beginning, man, she was just. Mm. She plays Marsha Brady in the Brady Bunch on the White House. Never knew that was a movie. Can't say I've ever seen that, nor knew that existed. Yeah. She plays Phoebe Valentine in a TV series named Valentine. She plays Smoke. She plays Caitlin in Smoke and Aces Two, also directed by. Uh, I have seen director. that. Oh, well, then that's what it is. It's the same director as this film as well. Okay. Maybe that's what it is then, because I have watched that once before. It's interesting that he was able to use her so many years later, you know? It's cool. Yeah, she she got my vote for sure. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Brody? Brody's like, I'm good um, all around, man. <laughs> no, uh, I, oh, no, actually, I think right, two. I've got two. So Lisa was the, I'm pretty sure she was the one that gets impaled by the deer antlers. Mm-hmm. However, if you do pause this movie at 18 minutes and 15 seconds, they're the best hits of the film. Yo, he has it down to Damn, the buddy. <laughs> I saw it and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to pause that. Remember that shit? Yo, and yes, wing. You better send us a screenshot of those because now I got to see it. Yeah, you should have had a screenshot ready to. Yeah, should have, but. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see that photo, head on over to Instagram and look at Sex Machine Cosplay ninety three. And that. <laughs> <laughs> that shit still going? We haven't gotten a new photo in a while. Oh, we're gonna have to. <laughs> I need a new one, Bobby. Uh, I'll have one ready for you. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh shit. Jesus so, Christ, it's still a fucking thing. Of course it is, dude. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> oh. Hey. It's like so he's terrible. going that way. And his face is going that way. <laughs> going that way. <laughs> Love it. Oh my God. So gentlemen, did the score of the movie set you did it set the mood? Yeah, it was uh, very it was very point uh point break vampire-ish. Movie. I was gonna say we only heard about we only heard my little sister about three different times in the fucking movie. Oh yes. But it was like the 2008 emo version. That was edgy. Dude, there was like three there was like two different versions, I feel like. The soundtrack was about as dreary as the color palette. (laughs) You know what? That's a valid, valid take. I will I will accept that. It was a very mid-tone, like meh. A little, <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, well, well, you get Cry Little Sister, I think you get that at the beginning. You get it yeah. when they fuck, I think. And then I a think little. you get it at the end or something like that. I was just like, wow, man, they are just fucking milking this shit there. Like, because they knew they got to make money on something. Right. They're like, yo, how do, how do we pull more referencing from the first one? Let's just reuse the whole soundtrack or at least just uh, do we one have song. a particular song that sticks out to any of us. Just that one, dude. That was the only one that I could remember. Yeah. <laughs> All of really? these films get a variation of Cry Little Sister. Some some sad band that will never be heard of again does a song for these guys. And this is just that version. So I'd say So it's so I should expect it in the third one again. Though. Oh yeah, we'll get another version of that bitch in that one. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Thank you for uh telling me that ahead of time. <laughs> and one can say the definitive version, other than the OG one, would be the right. Ooh. The Manson one. Very good. Oh I, yes. yes. It is. I could I could accept that one. Yes. So, guys, we're gonna skip. Ooh, favorite frog, dude. Frog, yeah. frog, and hey, down. Yeah. And honorable mention to Edgar Frog. 
who is an ordained minister. I also am. And he did it. This, I love it, dude. Cause when he was going through that whole scene, I'm like, please say he did it online. Please say he did it online. And I was like, yes, dude. Like hey Brody, is there any, uh, you have one pass for an inappropriate Corey Feldman joke. If you want to shoot one off, uh, yes. uh better not. <laughs> no, no, come on. No. <laughs> nah, nah, I can't do it. I love the the Joe, he was like, do I, can I make any fell dog jokes? And I was like, ah, if you do, eliminate to maybe only one or two. He's like, nah, I ain't going to do it at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. If you want to throw it in there, if it feels right, go right ahead. Yeah, all right, fine. If it feels right, go for it. <laughs> yeah, so Edgar Frog, man, obviously all of our favorite characters. Like I said, dude, this movie could have been that much better if you gave it just like a little bit more of him. If Haim was sober and was behind fell dog i think for one fell dog's relationship with him would have been great and i right. think he would have been in a better frame of mind anyway so could in, in in a perfect world where haim is sober and his relationship with fell dog is about as solid as uh bobby's midsection uh hmm. we could have got a completely different movie and we could have got something that maybe wouldn't have been direct to video and wouldn't have been angus sutherland you know what you're probably right uh, if, if you could have had both Corey's pulling uh, name power, that would have probably been an easy sell for theaters. I could see that. Easy sell, I'm pretty sure, probably would have made it go through the roof if it was right. I mean, the fact that they still had him in there, I'm sure, was enough for people to go out and buy the fucking DVD or at least rent it from Blockbuster at the time. Yeah. yeah. Old school shout out. Yeah, you spent <laughs> the two Corey's and a Sutherland on a fucking Lost Boy sequel in a in a video store. I mean, I remember I saw this shit when it hit shelves back in fucking 08, dude. Like, hey, they had that shit stacked. This movie is a trailer. What's that? DVD. I remember watching the a trailer on this for this on a DVD. This is right. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see the trailer. Hmm. I say, I watched the trailer with you gentlemen today. That was my first <laughs> Was the film scary? No, 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 no. No. Us? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Does it hold up today? Yes. Yeah. 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 I I think it was enjoyable. Entertaining. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly what this movie was set out to be was be enjoyable and it was. Now, the next question varies from scene to scene and I think guys Correct. agree. Uh the acting uh it, I would have to say varies. Yeah. It, it it's weird because especially the main dude. He hits it sometimes and then there's other times you're just like what the fuck is this dude? Like why they pick him? He's fucking Calm, literally for 90% of the movie. Right. When he's supposed to be all raged up and shit also, like that. I think the uh the backtracking on the vocals when they went back and re-recorded his dialogue was slightly out of sync in certain scenes. And really? it was a little over the top because his voice did not ma- match his facial expressions by any means. And uh that is more evident within the first 25 minutes of the film, and then it corrects itself on the latter part. Go back and watch. It just felt very awkward sometimes whenever he uh, spoke dialogue. And it also also could be a result of uh, looseless audio on the Blu-ray. Ah, that's very possible. Uh, No, I mean, like like I said, dude, some of it, it it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. It was, uh, I think it's kind of what you would almost expect to have a directed DVD. So I feel like as long as you set yourself up for that mood set, it's not too bad. <laughs> Maybe that's what a lot of people were like hated because they were expecting like 
grade A like the first one. But. Right. They were trying oh, to, but it didn't pan out in, in certain ways. Correct. Tyler! What's up? Tyler. Hey, oh, Robofuck. What's so, up? Not very often do I have a fellow uh, person who understands cinematography the way that I do. So I'm going to use this opportunity to have with Brody mm-hmm. on the show to really dip into the fact that this was the most uninspiring color palette I've ever seen <laughs> in a fucking film. The cinematography was great. Whoever was the DP knew what he was doing. The fact is, is the production oh, designer was garbage. Uh, whoever lit the fucking shots was garbage. And whoever did color grading on the film can go suck a dick. 100% yes. <laughs> I, oh, dude. I, I was even struggling at times so like in the tunnel scenes. Mm-hmm. It just... If you're gonna light up a head explosion like that, shine some light on that fucking, you know, like get the get the fucking blood, you know, like it, the blood looked black and I, I don't know. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, and even at the nighttime scenes, it just looked like there was like a street light, yeah, on top of it. And it was yeah, that, it was like stand under the street light and we'll film you. There's a way to do minimal lighting, and that's not how you do it. Minimal lighting, perfect example, Halloween five. This no, <laughs> and they got like a fucking big budget. Like, why not? Uh, uh, Four point yeah. five million. This is more than Jason goes to hell. Yeah, man, that looks fantastic. <laughs> this is double. What Jason goes to hell had double. That's an I, like that is really an impressive fucking amount for a direct DVD movie. Yeah. I got like, it Warner Brothers, and it was a Lost Boys with Feldman attached. Right. So they knew it was gonna sell. Yeah, and Jason Goes to Hell was made by a 23-year-old director with a great cast, and that turned out fantastic. It did. What the fuck? And he got the of ourselves a hidden gem, like we did with that film. I mean, one of the one of these films that we appreciate that other people's don't. You know, dude. No, this film definitely uh, takes the essence of Gordon Moore for sure. Yes. Yes. Oh, like yes. this is a perfect iteration of like just cheesy enough, gory enough. Good enough up. and bad enough at the same time. <laughs> we could put this in that, that category of films like Cabin Fever. where we Yeah, it, it's just that it. weird middle ground of like, Welcome you can totally to watch this on a rainy Saturday and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when we release our video, our greatest hits collection, it'll be on there. Ooh. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, guys. So, uh, yeah. yeah. You guys have any comments on the cinematography before we move on? You know, it wasn't bad. I remember one cool shot I liked was the uh, the fade in with the uh, headlight shot when uh, John picked up the kid from the police station, and then all of a sudden it was like, like you could see that they were trying some different things. Um, and I, you know, I know they are obviously trying to like. Um, save money where they can but like the scenes where they were going around like stabbing each other and shit i kind of wish you saw more mm. like frontal shots than just like side stuff and then like holding like meaty intestines and shit to the side i mean yeah, it works yeah. don't get me wrong but it would have been cool to like see a little bit but you know obviously that shit costs money and stuff so and it was cutting in and out between a handheld cam and a normal camera yeah I just, it just looked weird that. it was healthy like there was no but, need for that once again, like TJ said, this is unfortunately kind of goes with the times. You're talking 2008, 
Halloween Resurrection. Well, uh, yeah, you're talking. Look, look at all the canned films and shit that started coming out in that mid 2000s. Like, you know, just to have that style a little bit in there. I'm glad they did. They only did what they did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Film a year that was like that easily. Could you imagine a found footage Lost Boys film? <laughs> oh God! Oh uh, God, no! Maybe GoPros, GoPros I mean, strapped. Well, you know area. what? If you did it from the vampires angle, where they are GoPro and all their kills and shit, you yeah, might sell yeah. me on that, dude. If you the first flip, one, they got some massive shots. Hardcore like Henry meets Point Break. Meet dude, Hardcore Break. Henry is fucking phenomenal. I love that movie. Holy shit! That's a sick film. Now, oh, if we could just get a slasher film from the killer's perspective like that, we would be set. Has there not? I mean, we've always gotten PV, POV oh, shots of the killer. Maniac remake. Yeah, we, <laughs> we do. Oh, one. yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. You know, that was a, that was a good one, too. Yeah. That was a good one. Fucking Elijah Wood, man. So, guys, premise. Yes. Yeah. It's a good little I, simple premise of vampires. On the right way. Okay, Listen, bro. man. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh yeah. what were you saying? No, I was just going to say, listen, dude, it wasn't sparkly vampires set in yeah. Washington, so you know what? It, it's two oh, thumbs God. up for me. <laughs> Brody, what do we got, buddy? Yeah, the premise. Um, I would have loved to have seen a direct sequel to the original, but this was a fun film, and yeah, let's stick by the premise of this. And, and having known that little fact that these two have shared the last name as the original two uh, characters. Um, it's kind of got me thinking, like, obviously they relate somehow. And, um, yeah, I, th I think just that little that they, little attention. They are the detail, right age where they could be Michael's kids. Well, that, mm. that's what that's, – that's exactly. It's up to you to decide who they are. And I think throwing that in there is a cool little detail to sort of sum up the premise of this. And have it as its own separate story but yeah no i dug it um and it was as tj said it was fitting for that time in the 2000s like where you had the skaters motorcycle riders like just extreme sports i felt yep. like a big thing yeah it, it was the big thing through there. so yeah yeah I, I dug it i dug it yeah hell yeah so yeah rewind yes make or recycle Rewind. I'm going to rewind this one. Yep. Absolutely. And if you could remake it, just add a little bit more frog in there. Yep. It. Change up some of the acting. Beautiful. Again, the third movie uh, brings both frog brothers back full circle, and we get to see the whole frog brothers suit up. It's so I'm chicken time. I'm going to assume that we get way more frog than in the last yes. one. Oh, yes. Nice. Well, that makes me even more excited to watch the third it one. It revolved around them rather than this. Yeah. And nice. it's on okay. Prime. The third one is on Prime. Is it? I nice. saw it on this one, if I'm correct. Because I, I rented this one on Prime because I couldn't fucking find this one anywhere. But I was going to do it on demand, but they said you can only buy it. And I said, fuck you. Yeah, that's how Voodoo was, too. So I was like, fuck that. Prime it is. Um, but it's only like two bucks on Prime, dude. So if, if you were sold. By what we said today, man, go check that shit out. I think you'll enjoy it. Dollars on Prime, get it up, right? Yeah. So, guys, uh, it's time for the gore and more rating, and we're gonna start with the Italian stallion. Yo, Rocky's here. Where? 
I will give this a 4.0. I wow. Generally enjoyable director move. It's good. I'll I'll do 4.0. I'll give it a high. Okay. I can I can respect that. Impressive. Uh, John? Uh I'm not gonna go as high as Bobby, but I'm definitely gonna go above a three. I'm gonna say a solid three and a half. Uh okay. like I said, very entertaining. Um yeah, you know, it's just it's it's right above your I feel average movie to me. Okay. I'm gonna give this a three and a quarter. Okay. Uh I love it. I think it was a, a fun film. Uh double gay hanger banger from Dan I'm gonna give it a well, I would have rated it high if the lead wasn't such a shit actor. Um, I would <laughs> I'm gonna give it a three point two. Three point two. Fair. So that is a gore and more score for Lost Boys the Tribe of 3.4 bloody VHS tapes out of five. I feel that's very acceptable for this that's movie. Very Actually, if we were to round it up, it's 3.48. So let's do it a three and a half. All right. Yeah, that's, that's totally acceptable. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's exactly where we need it to be on our chart of greatest hits. Yeah. Right. I, I did rate it a little higher, more or less, because I was expecting a shit movie. Like, yeah, shit, terrible. <laughs> so you that's were not what I got. So I did it based on that. I'm like, okay. No, that's fair, man. This, so, but yes. Like I, said earlier, and I said earlier, I said earlier, kind of sound, seemed out of place. But like, if you apply this film within the context of its creation, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just exactly. take it as what it is, dude. You know what I mean? Like, don't expect... Don't expect a triple A fucking movie. You're just like, nope, just gonna well, get some. You had the added benefit of not watching the first one. You know yeah. what? I, I, yeah. After discussing it with you guys, I feel like that was a benefit. You're right. Like, because <laughs> now I'm just like, well, I have no idea what's going on. So let's just hop into this fucking. And now I, I got a sweet, like, cheesy action movie, and it's great. If Chad was part of this review, the fact that he is the older of all of us, yes, and that this film was more prominent during his upbringing. That he would be his score would have been lower because he would have been more focused on comparing it to the original rather than judging it as a standalone film. I and, am interested to see. I am interested to see what he would uh, what he would rate this because yeah, I uh, you know knowing that we have reviewed the original one, I didn't know where you guys were actually going to come with this one because like I didn't know if you were going to hold the original one in higher standings to where this one was just like no, this is garbage. yeah, original right. one got a perfect five. Did yeah. it? Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. So okay. So I regard, but we didn't sit here and compare, which I couldn't. Even as yeah, I was watching, this was one of the films along with Alien and The Crow that got a perfect five. Ah, yeah, we got a couple of those actually. I think The yeah. Thing, Alien. Yeah, Damn, yeah, we got. We'll have to pull out the list someday. But no, I mean, this was kind of one of those sequels where it was, like we said, it was surprisingly good, almost like the Crow sequel. Yes. Like I was expecting that to kind of be. Eh, I was. That was also very entertaining. I think uh, we'll find this as we uh, continue our year of sequels. Uh, I think that's going to be something that's going to be a pleasant right. surprise uh, moving forward. I mean, even moving into the uh, year three, the trilogy, I think that that's going to also be something that uh, will reveal more of these franchises. It is a perfect five. Watch it, John. I, I was going to say, Lance is getting aggressive over here. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Dude, I don't, I've never seen Lance get mad, but I feel like he's getting pissed at me over here. He's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, well, so that, that's it for that review, guys. Holy I shit. would say that was a good review. Bobby Absolutely. needs to hop off here, actually. Here in a yes, little. I do. Yeah, so we're going to be uh, wrapping it up. 
yeah, so pretty much uh, the normal discussion bits that we would normally have on this part. Uh, we're going to wrap up real quick. Uh, you want some of that extra banter, head on over to dobackdiscussion.net and on to uh, Dobak Discussion Network on Facebook and search for Wake and Bake. So we'll see you can have an extended conversation with me, Brody, and John on the last episode where we talk about cannabis, video games, and so much more. Bobby and I one day might create more content, but who knows? Please. Let's do it. Come on. So, guys, catch Gore More Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And, of course, your source for pop culture and much more, DubacDiscussion.net. And all the other podcasts on the Dubac Discussion Podcast Network. So, without further ado, that's it for this episode. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser. This is Big Johnny D saying, see you later, Gorehounds. And a brief pause, because we didn't do this last episode, so I'm going to pee-pee slap us all. Uh, next week, we are reviewing the movie Slugs. So, yes. Oh, my God. So yeah. I wanted to make, I want to make sure I'm throwing that out there now so any of our listeners can hear that. Get on that shit. We want to hear your reviews. We want to get your call-ins. We love it. Uh, I love that. I'm going to rip it apart. Oh. So, yeah, that'll be next week. <laughs> nice. uh this is your killing machine bobby moan saying kill you guys later and this is your double ganger kanga banger signing out mother liquors <laughs> thanks for coming up mother liquor. cheers for having me guys thank you <laughs> it's a test to your rod mother liquor yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck